Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. The date is May 6, 2018, and this is episode 82. I'm trying to get back into the practice of doing this pod a little more frequently because I'm noticing that I'm scared of it now because it's been a while and it's been a bit more intermittent. Um, I just got back from a writing conference at a high school in Santa Monica and it was really, really informative because usually when I'm I'm getting sent out to LA or somewhere that I have friends and family and colleagues, I always try to build in a few days around the actual event to take meetings or, you know, hang out with um, friends and like meet babies and things like that and this time I didn't I just sort of like accepted my itinerary as it sort of showed up from my publicity department and that was really great like not trying to optimize an LA trip made it so that I could be home sooner which seems really obvious but the nice thing about that with me specifically is that because I dissociate in times of stress um, it also takes me a few days to land so usually if I'm gone for like five days then it takes three days on the other end once I get back back to New York for me to be like oh I'm safe and then it takes me a while to re-enter my body and, and when that happens it's actually very disorienting for my partner or anyone I see on the other end because it's like this almost like phantom version of me I guess um yeah and it's the way that manifests is that I'm usually like unable to make meaningful eye contact or I don't listen and I'm usually churning something in my head and so that requires a lot of patience but a really interesting part about this trip I don't know if it's completely um attributable to the fact that it was a little shorter but I didn't really disappear on myself this time like I had two panels that were back-to-back and two signings that were back-to-back and that is really challenging because a signing you never really know I mean for a panel you never really know who your other panelists will be like what your chemistry and like rhythms and like vibes are gonna be and I'm always like really self-conscious being like oh did I talk too much like do people think I'm just being like logoraic and like polysyllabic just to like you know show off and usually I get that way um when I'm nervous so it's so my greatest fear is that people hate me because they think I'm being showing off being showing off that I'm showing off or like some animalistic aspects of them can sniff that my mammal is panicking um and they'll see that as a sign of weakness and also hate me for my weakness (laughs) um but yeah the really nice thing about that is usually people are not as obsessed with me as I am in my Um, worst moments so I just really tried to be present and even in the signings like I usually feel so much pressure 
Um, I'm usually projecting on the other person and being like, oh, this person has an expectation for me to be excellent um, in the same way that I put that sort of pressure on myself. And usually a lot, a lot of times they just, when you actually like look at them, like with your eyes, like get fully behind your eyes and look at them in their eyes, like it's usually just such a sincere and tender and open and like wonderful energy that you can just receive and give instead of feeling as though I'm like Michigan J Frog from the Looney Tunes cartoon with like a top hat and a cane and like you know singing a new song for each person so I kind of like was really conscious about trying to remove some of that pressure at least hitting pause on it and as a result the weekend was a lot more um I guess tolerable it was still really hard and there were still moments where I had to go back to my hotel even for like 15-20 minutes just to stare at a wall but it was really really um yeah I guess I'm like kind of like proud of myself for being able to be present um I wore clothes that were really comfortable and that was also like kind of a risk um in that like I always feel like people like me more when I'm wearing something like distracting and flattering and oftentimes I think people are a lot more receptive to just comfort um and so that's cool too to know about um but yeah it's really hard I think the aspect of things where you meet a lot of people you don't know and you're projecting or signaling into an expectation of like you know like an author who is excited about their second book which an aspect of me is but I also know that this person this version is has to sort of stand at the forefront of um, my human interactions during this time and so the thing that happens to me and the the thing that might happen to you but ultimately something that I think becomes really seductive when you spend too much time on like Instagram and Twitter and this sort of like editorialized prescriptive narrative version of you like the outside looking in version or the story you're telling yourself or the story that you're telling yourself vis-a-vis what you think other people are seeing you is that that's really dissociating for me like it hard it makes it hard for me to be in the present because I'm often somewhere in the future telling someone or myself a story about myself in the past and you know that's so through this like filtered lens of trying to make it more flattering and like all this stuff and so yeah that's an aspect of times like this that do get emotionally expensive but I'm trying to find acceptance around it instead of resentment or fear um, because this is a really necessary part of a job that I have the immense privilege to do and so I really try to stay in the gratitude of that even though sometimes that's me just like repeating to myself manically that like I'm grateful this is so great I'm so thankful you know even if it reads a little tinny and hollow in the moment because I'm so fearful um, and uncomfortable. 
but to that point as I was heading out of town I was like super anxious and I was having anxiety dreams I wasn't really having the best time with sleeping and so the moment like I had a really early flight so I got up super early and I started journaling about all the things that I was scared of and the really wonderful aspect of that and a huge part of why I am such a proponent of just like barfing your thoughts out on paper so you can see them with your eyes is that you know I wrote this like list of all the things I was scared of like I was going to forget my laptop I was going to forget my charger I was going to forget that I had a small deadline I needed to attend to I was going to forget the can of smoked trout that I bring from Trader Joe's just in case I need a protein unit. Um, I was going to forget my decaf tea that I always bring on the road, just all of these things. And, you know, looking at it, it was so great because they were all really tiny inconveniences. Like I had things on there that was like, I'm scared that I'm going to be too hot. I'm scared that I'm going to be too cold. I'm scared that like I'm going to be uncomfortable and it's like all of these things are fleeting moments that me and my resourceful opposable thumbs and sense of autonomy can remedy at any moment and that was really nice to see like in concert I may not have control over all of these things but if I just turn them over to the universe and like whatever future me like in that moment can sort of fix it and just trust me through time it makes a lot of this sort of vague intolerable like skin crawly fearful feeling feel a lot less overwhelming and you can start reassuring the parts of yourself that you're like oh you're just being kind of like a whiny little kid who is scared of public places and people and airports and hotels and like all this stuff and that's okay but we're gonna do this and we're gonna take it slow and it's gonna be okay and that was a really nice thing to bring into this weekend too just like the acknowledgement of the fear the truth and acceptance surrounding how the fear individually was really really small in its components And then just being really gentle around it without any sort of like language that sort of punishes like the, I don't know, the the kind of low-key bitch-assness of the fears. Um, And that made me a lot more available to being in these moments, being grateful for being surrounded by like these lunatics that are authors you know it's really really lovely to like lock eyes and speak and commiserate with people who have also chosen such a particular path like it's so nice to talk to people who are blithe about their like seventh eighth and ninth novels while having such knowledge around the difficulties of producing each one it was nice to meet like the cluster of people who are huddled and like also feeling such shame and discomfort around their second novel and then meeting another cluster that's like in deadlines for um, copy edits and 
it's really nice to drink all of that in because it's like such a real and important reminder of just like how you're not alone in these hardships and you know anytime I'm feeling self-pity and terminal uniqueness around my very very special problems the more I feel entitled to bad behavior and addictive behavior and like abusive patterns to myself and the people I love and so really sometimes like listening to other people complain fills a dossier that later really really provides me with reassurance and warmth and comfort not like schadenfreude where I'm like enjoying other people's misfortune but just like knowing how universal my misfortune ultimately is and yeah so all in all like it was a really really good weekend I just wanted to break it into components of like the way I was thinking about it before during and after and also sort of like remove or take it all away from the realm of complaint and much more about awareness and gratitude that may sometimes like have a latent effect on my thoughts but also just really acknowledging um, that I really did my best so yeah if you find utility in that I am happy and thank you for listening <laughs>